Welcome back to Autolux.net Autopod. I'm your host, the doctor to the car industry, Mr. Everett J. himself. And today we are talking about your first love within the car industry. Those little die-cast cars that hooked us all on for life. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. We're not just talking about singular die-cast vehicles, because when you think die-cast, everybody automatically snap their fingers. You automatically think about Hot Wheels, right? Everybody. This is Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels leading the way. Well, Hot Wheels wasn't the original. It wasn't the one that got us hooked in the first place. Think back to when you got your very first Hot Wheels. What did your grandparents call that vehicle that you held into? What do they call it? Who started that industry? I'll give you one hint. There's a pet name for Hot Wheels cars out there. It's slowly disappearing because the name from that vehicle is slowly disappearing. But I can tell you what it is because my grandparents said it to me and my father said it to me as well. They all called them their little, you know it, dinky cars. Yes, it sounds like a funny name, but originally in 1934 back in the UK dinky toys helped spawn the dinky car or die cast car industry sure there were vehicles made long before that but before that nobody had ever produced something quite like the dinky toy original those cars help people into the 30s and help kids get into the car industry now they're owned by Mattel the same company that now owns both Matchbox and Hot Wheels and for the girls at home Barbie so we can't really say if dinky cars will be back but we can say that they did start a revolution within the automobile industry we all got those cars as a kid whether it be a dinky car whether it be a car inside of a matchbox or whether it be a cheap odd looking big wheeled hunk of plastic and metal from france majorette or if it was like most of us it was that wild blue packaging that exists with one company synonymous with the die cast name of they do lead the way in the diecast industry, and now they own the diecast industry. Sure, there are cars from Maisto now. Tonka has tried to get into it. Majorette is making a comeback, but unlike its major competitors, Hot Wheels is leading the way. Hot Wheels owns the rights to so many different versions of cars. And why is that? What makes Hot Wheels so much better? Hell, they only got into the industry back in 1968, whereas both Matchbox, Majorette, and Dinky had already existed. Dinky toys like we said 1934 matchbox 1953 majorette 1961 hot wheels last one to get in an industry but now they own it in 1968 why do they own it they created originals everybody else at the time before it all created cars based off of pre-existing vehicles hot wheels saw something else in the industry that they wanted to bring to children at home they wanted to bring them aftermarket and coach build creation launching amazing vehicles Oh, I'm sitting here looking at my autographs from Barbara Dave and Steve Darnell from the Welder Up Garage. These guys create amazing works of art within the automobile industry and think about where they wouldn't be today had it have not been for the diecast industry and the diecast originals created by Hot Wheels that all got us hooked way back then. Hot Wheels has had some pretty amazing stuff over the years and so has companies like Matchbox and Majorette. Hell, I own them all. No, not every single car in the world, but I have my fair share of Maisto, Majorette, original Matchbox, cars before the Mattel days, Hot Wheels, and then those cheap made in China ones where I took a hold of one of my original made in China cars from 1982 yeah. before I was even bored. I held that thing in my hand and I held 
my son's brand new 2018 Hot Wheels. That Hot Wheels weighed less than that Made in China car. And that Made in China car was a piece of junk when I got it. I didn't like it, but by today's standards, that thing is heavy. But really, why did these cars all get us hooked? All bring us into the automobile industry. Why did it start our imaginations of wanting these cars? Because they gave us what we wanted. They gave us a small, scaled-down version that we could play with of the cars we love, the designs we love. They came as close to those designs we love with their detail with the rims how they even made some of them better but it wasn't just that it was in 1980s when they created their blister packs and with that the industry was revolutionized before that everybody had their own weird types of packaging but hot wheels came out with this weird thing called the blister pack which we all see today tiny little piece of plastic surrounding your car on a cardboard background. And on the background, you can put your name. You can put a weird image of the car. You can put different colors, different pictures. Hell, you can even put a signature on it. And what else can it do? It can be hung on a hook. Hell, my office right behind me, if you go to our YouTube videos, you'll see some of these cars hanging up on my wall. Added to the artwork that I've created, but they're hanging up on my wall. All I gotta do is put a tack into my wall. I can hang them in the blister packs. I can keep them inside of it. Help revolutionize the industry. Add to that, the fact that diecast cars are available at a price point just about anybody out there can afford now, i don't know about you but i'm still one of those people who go crazy when walmart puts hot wheels on for a dollar each when i used to buy them i used to pay 65 cents for these damn things well, i remember once i went to a store closing sale and they had them on for like 86 cents i'm like oh that was pretty that was pretty good by the time that, that i started seeing like 86 cents they were going for 95 cents 86 cents was cheap and i remember canadian tire every christmas i always love going there right after christmas because right after christmas they would unload all of their toys because they didn't keep toys back then canadian tire did not sell toys after christmas so their hot wheels they would drop them down to in between 35 and 50 cents for each car by today's standards that is a bargain but you gotta remember today we are looking at it as a dollar is a bargain no it's just a dollar and at a dollar you think about it how many can you purchase each week my allowance when i was a child when i was when i got hooked into the diecast industry well i got my first cars i got pictures of myself chewing on these things when i'm about three years old this is the earliest one i've ever seen the funny thing is is the car in the picture i have never seen in my life so i don't even know if it was mine but since then i started getting an allowance around the time i was about five make my bed in the morning get two bucks a week right two bucks a week gotta remember when i first started buying hot wheels they were 65 cents a piece two dollar allowance 65 cents a piece i could buy two of them a week and that's inclusive of tax two a week now i can't say the same for my son where two bucks for him will only yield him one hot wheels a week because now find them in a range from well if you're buying matchbox cars at, let's say walmart in canada up here we're paying a dollar or a dollar 25 for hot wheels or if you go to dollar stores which is kind of funny because they're more expensive it's a dollar 50 just like toys r us they're a dollar 50 hell i've seen them as high as two bucks but even at a price point between a dollar and two dollars is still affordable for even the cheapest budget out there. And just like me, I got hooked on those tiny little cars. Hell, I have my entire collection of over 800 still in existence that I have. My son's collection has now grown to nearly 400 cars. He is halfway catching up to his father. And I started collecting when I was four. I quit collecting when I was 21. And I only managed to secure 878 cars, plus or minus some few, because I've gotten some few since then. My son has nearly 400 now. There's over 1,200 cars 
cars within my household. And also that doesn't include the stuff that I still have from my brother too. But why did I keep them? And why do I keep buying them? And when they go on for a dollar, why do I want to buy more? Why do I go out and I buy a grocery bag full of them and hide them from my wife? Because just like all the rest of us in the automobile industry, those wild colors, amazing detail, and the tiny little scale model of the car that you desire that sits on that car list that you created at home of your dream garage you can own. And they're a lot more easier to get, handle, and display than the bigger ones from Maisto Burgo display cars, right? You can put a Hot Wheels on your desk at work. You can keep a Hot Wheels in your, in your pocket. You can put a Hot Wheels in a car. Think about it. Diecast cars are so versatile, you can bring them anywhere. It's just like Lego. And it got us all hooked within the automobile industry. How many people out there listening right now who owned at least 20 or 30 Hot Wheels or Matchbox or, well, let's just say diecast cars in their life are not part of the automobile industry now? Everybody out there with a minimum collection of at least 100 are somewhat influenced by the automobile industry. They at least have one car that they dream to own, or they have a car in their garage. They got posters on their wall. They're buying bigger models right now. Hell, you see my office? I got giant cars. I got giant toys. I got artwork. I got my Hot Wheels cars. It all boils down to it. The 65 cents I spent when I was five years old for the very first Hot Wheels. The very one of the first ones I remember was made since 1987. It was made of a 1965 Thunderbird. It was burgundy with silver flakes in it. And I remember that car so much because that one actually had rubber tires on it, which by today's standards are very limited. Hell, the first one I ever bought for my son, I picked up at a baby store for 50 cents. They had three others and I didn't buy them and I should have. His was a special edition rubber tire car. It's still in the packaging. I'm keeping it for him. But just like that, my first one was a rubber tire and I still remember it. And the 65 cents. And when I got a home and I pulled it out of that packaging, I was so excited to play with it. Just like everyone else. Gotta remember, all our hopes and dreams within the automobile industry all started with that first sale. And in my case, 65 cents hooked me for life to the automobile industry. So you gotta think about it. Our full love affair within that automobile industry all starts with a $1 purchase of a die cast car. It gets us all hooked and gets us all dreaming about what we can aspire to be and what we aspire to own. And like everybody else out there, I still aspire to have all kinds of things. I still aspire to have my dream garage. I have my own list of cars that I dream of having, which is over 5,000 now. Hell, I think on that list, I have one of those cars and it is my daily driver which is kind of scary. But out of the, out of my Hot Wheels, when those things come on for a dollar, I go out and I buy every single one of them of cars I wish to own. It's because even though I can't make that 5,000 car list a reality for myself due to finances, I can make it a reality in the Hot Wheels world. I can own that car have it in my hand. I could drive it around and I can use my imagination to make me the driver of that car. And just remember, it all starts with a $1 purchase. With that, our love affair with die-cast cars all starts with that purchase. And all started way back in 1934 with Dinky Toys, bringing to light the name of our die-cast cars, the Dinky Car. From there, we have spawned into greater glory as now Hot Wheels creates life-size versions of cars they've created, which I've seen firsthand. There's nothing more exhilarating than standing there with your son holding the Darth Vader car as you look 
at the Darth Vader car. Hell, I've seen some pretty amazing cars in my life, but standing there in front of that car is amazing. Standing in front of a reproduction that's made from a toy, and that Darth Vader car and the Bugatti Chiron made out of Lego Technic are the amazing things that keep us dreaming of what we can be and what we can aspire to be. And I hope that my son learns from that as well, just like I have learned and people before me had learned. So our love affair with the diecast car is something that has spawned nearly a century now and then I'll keep going. So in closing, what can we say about the diecast industry? It has created a possibility for our dreams and aspirations to come true. Whereas if you can become a designer, but you can't design cars, you can design toys to be anything that you truly want them to be. You can make the car of your dreams and you could sell it as a diecast car. This is Everett J signing off from Autolux and keep following our us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, hell, YouTube. Send us a quick email. And if you like what you hear today, like us on Facebook or Twitter and share this blog with your friends and family. And check out below for images of what we have talked about. If you're kind of curious about things that we have seen and things that we own and hold dear to us. This is Everjay signing off from Autolux.net. And just remember to strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride from Autolux.net.